welcome to Jump, into Catholicism, relationships, and more. I'm Lauren. And I'm Ellie, and this is our podcast where we talk about what we love about Catholicism, how to best navigate all of your relationships, and other topics we're passionate about. We cannot wait for y'all to join our coffee date. Hi guys, and welcome back to Jump. So today we have a special guest for you. This is our good friend, Evan Dudenheffer. And he's here to talk about a very interesting topic, which I think many of you guys will be excited about. So Evan, do you want to introduce yourself? Yeah, so I'm super excited to be here um, with you guys. Yeah, I get to share about something that I learned pretty recently. Like, yeah, share like what the importance of it is and like how it can like help in just our everyday relationships. Yeah, so my name's Evan and I am from New Orleans, Louisiana originally. I went to school at the University of Alabama with Lauren and Ellie. <laughs> that is how I know them, like most people that have been on the podcast. <laughs> this past year, I got to know Lauren really well, and she became one of my closest friends. Um, we live right next door to each other. I live with that guy, Patrick, who was on the episode, who was on the <laughs> podcast a few oh, weeks God. ago. But yeah, and then Ellie and I have actually lived across the street for oh, the yeah. past two years, which is kind of crazy. <laughs> it's been a time. Um, <laughs> but I, I really didn't get to know Ellie super well until this past year. Um, and just, yeah, especially Ellie and Lauren's friendship, just like through that, been able to get to know Ellie a lot better. Um, and yeah, it's been, it's really cool because so I served as the Bama Catholic, one of the Bama Catholic co-presidents. And then Ellie... And one of my other roommates took over um, from from me and the other co-presidents. So that was cool to like pass that on down to her. Yeah. Yeah. And what I'm up to right now is actually so about like three weeks ago. Um, no, two weeks ago. Um, I got back from training for my new job as a focus missionary. What if um, you said yes? What if you said yes? <laughs> if anybody is considering being a focus missionary, please come talk to me. I would love to share with you about my journey. I will be serving at McNeese State University in Lake Charles, Louisiana. And yeah, I'm super excited to like get to, you know, just like walk with these men. Yeah, I'm just super excited to be on this awesome journey um, and just, yeah, see what the Lord has in store. We're so proud of you. Thanks, guys. Evan is actually the guy who this podcast is named after. I guess the namesake. The jump part. Yeah, the jump. He's the <laughs> one who we always say Evan jumps. This is kind of an iconic episode. Okay, I've been looking forward to this for a while. So we're going to start with our rosebud and thorn, like always. So Evan, if you'd like to do the oh, honors yeah. and start us off. So yeah, I kind of mentioned this already, but my rose is, um, yeah, just I love my job, guys. It's been like... <laughs> Yeah, it's just been such an amazing experience. For those of you that don't know, as Focus Missionaries, we fundraise 100% of our salary. Um, so ever since I got back from training, what I've been doing for the past two weeks is just, yeah, meeting with people, inviting them into my mission, and just inviting them into, yeah, to be a part of, yeah, my mission, and to support me both spiritually and financially. And that's just been so good. Just like being able to, like this past week, I've been in Tuscaloosa, um, for the last time for a while which yeah, is really yeah, sad yeah. um but it's also just been so good so like combination of just yeah loving my job and being in tuscaloosa has definitely been my rose yeah that's great um my rose is so this past week we had vacation bible yes. school <laughs> at our church and so i was one of the crew leaders and i got to be with the first graders the whole time and 
They were just really <laughs> cute, and one, oh my gosh, one of them was so adorable. He would just smile oh. the whole time. <laughs> one time, we had a we were taking pictures to do like a skit or something, and they were like, "Can you make a mad face?" And he just smiled the whole time. Oh. And so it was just a good week. It was very fulfilling, and I'm very glad I was able to do it. Yeah. That was actually going to be my rose, too, because I also volunteered at BBS this last week, and I was helping with the music, so we taught all the kids, like, all the songs with the hand motions. That's so, so cute. Very tiring, but I, I got to go with, like, all the grades, so the preschoolers and kindergarten. Honestly, all of them. I was telling my sister this, but I was like, honestly, you know, usually you stop after, like, a certain grade, you're, like, fifth, fourth grade. Like, they're not as cute, yes. but honestly, when they'd come in, I was like, you guys are still kind of adorable. <laughs> But so it was just so fun to be with the kids of the parish because as college students, we don't really get to interact with them. Mm-hmm. So I got to play a lot of Duck Duck Goose with the preschoolers. <laughs> so that was so fun. fun. So fun. That's great. Um, yeah, so my bud, um, the other day, um, we had to tune into a, like a talk live um, that was like streamed from like the main focus headquarters. And yeah, they really emphasize just like planning and like planning ahead and like building a good structure in our week um, so that like we had more freedom to like fill in like just with like random things throughout the week. And I really think that's something that I wanna start working on is just like building this like really firm foundation like in my week and just like, yeah, building this like good schedule and then like doing everything in my power to like stick to that schedule. Um, Mm -hmm. I think that's something that like in my own life, like, I've definitely really struggled with, but, like, now that, like, you know, having the freedom to, like, do this while on mission is just, like, super exciting. So I'm excited to dive into that. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, my bud for the week is that I just got a new table for my new apartment in Birmingham, and I was actually able to get this table for free. Someone, I know, I know, (laughs) a free table. Someone was just trying to get it off um, of their hands, and they're like, free table. And I was like, can I get this? And it was still available. And so I picked it up today, and um, it's a pretty it's a pretty good table, I think, and some chairs. But I love DIYing, <laughs> and I am so excited to dive into my new project piece and just yes. refurbish it, kind of maybe make it a little distressed, mm-hmm. get a light and airy look, mm-hmm. farmhouse vibes. <laughs> I'm very excited to. You know, get you some sound like you really you really love the show Fixer Upper. Do I love Fixer Upper? <laughs> Do I? <laughs> I had a dream for a while to move to Waco. So my bed is actually, I just came up with it like an hour ago because I was on the phone with my sister and she said something that really was like kind of mind opening in a way, but she had listened to a talk from Sister Miriam and she had mentioned something about how like when we think we're not worthy enough or like good enough for like a relationship or just any kind of situation, it's not a factor of who we are, but what we've gone through. So all these lies we tell ourselves, Mm -hmm. like our brokenness and stuff. It's not, like, who we are. But, like, we can't let that get us down or, like, think bad about ourselves because it's just things that have happened to us. And that's, I feel like, it's something that's really hard to remember. And I feel like this is, I'm sure guys struggle with this too, but I feel like this really, like, hits close to, like, a girl's heart. Mm -hmm. And just being like, oh, like, this and that. And it is. It's your life experiences that lead you to kind of, like, feel things you do. And she also says something about how feelings aren't bad. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like... Uh, Because I know a lot of times, like, we think 
because we've thought like we've been mm-hmm. resent like had feelings of resentment yeah. or feelings of anger that's yeah. not a sin but just a matter of what we do with them is what yeah. turns it into a sin yeah. and just so. like desires you know yeah. desires like desires aren't bad either and like the lord gives us desires for a reason yeah just like it's okay to have all those feelings yeah yeah my thorn is that yeah i've i've just been feeling a little run down um it's just <laughs> these past honestly this past month has been really exhausting um just like starting everything for me and it's, it's been really good and like the lord is doing so many amazing things in my heart but it, it does leave me, you know, feeling like a little exhausted. Um, and yeah, definitely feeling that right now. Motivation is a little low um, to keep going. But, you know, we're getting through and we're staying positive And the Lord is just going to continue to do awesome things. Um, well, my thorn is that. So the other day, my roommate made this amazing salsa. It was so good. <laughs> so you guys are probably wondering, why is it a thorn if it was this really good salsa? <laughs> Well, at my house, we really love garlic. We are obsessed with garlic. Every time there's garlic in a recipe, we quadruple it. And <laughs> you should have seen Evan's face right now. We cook forever. Oh, I know. They're the girls who love the garlic. <laughs> <laughs> so we ate this um, salsa, and one of my other roommates, Riley, she was like, why is this really spicy? Is there a jalapeno in it? And my roommate who had made it, she was like, no, I just put in three bulbs of garlic. <laughs> And at first I was like, okay, that's fine. And then I went to brush my teeth later because I was like, I should brush my teeth before. I think I was going to see Ellie actually. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I brushed my teeth and I was like, they still kind of smell like garlic, I feel like. And so I brushed my teeth again. And then I used mouthwash. And then I went to the store and I got like some fruity drink. And my breath still smelled like garlic after. And the Ooh. garlic smell just wouldn't go away, and I just felt like my breath was kind of cursed the rest of the day. That's a big rip. My thorn was last week. We had a bit of a flash flood here. Oh, that's right. And after it had been raining for quite a bit, and the roads were kind of flooding, probably wasn't smart on my part, but I went to go pray at the chapel, and I got like the emergency warning mm. that you should leave and not leave your house unless if like you're fleeing to safety. But I kind of, sometimes we get those and it's not a thing. I like, you just ignore them. Yeah. yeah, so I was like, oh, whatever, I'm just going to finish up. And so then when I went home, I, like, go by the train tracks. And so that was flooded. And I saw all these cars and trucks turning away. So I was like, I shouldn't risk it if trucks aren't going to make it. And so I go, like, another way, like, down a highway. And I get on the on-ramp. And the police have it blocked off, like, right before the on-ramp. And so I thought there was an accident because I saw an ambulance. And then an officer came up to me and told me that the road was too flooded. And I oh, had to, no. like, get back on the on-ramp somehow and just go back where I came from. But I didn't hear how he said to do it. <laughs> and it was dark and, like, rainy. So I just, like, went in reverse a little bit and just stayed there for a few minutes because I didn't know what to do. And then he got in his car and left. And so I was like, oh, I just, I'm just stuck here for a while. And then another officer came up to me and was like, yeah, you need to make a U-turn. And he told me if (laughs) he said, oh, you see those two trees up that hill? If you think you can jump the curb and make it past the two trees, do that. But if not, just make a U-turn and go back the on-ramp and just like make your way through the oncoming traffic. (laughs) And I was just like, can you, I really wanted him to drive my car, but I knew I couldn't ask him to do that. And so I had to. I made a U-turn, and there's also, like, 
the little divider in between the on-ramp and the off-ramp, so I couldn't really see when the cars were coming. So it was a time I made, golly, I was alive. I really thought I was going to die that day. Oh my goodness, Ellie. So glad you're still alive. So, Evan, very important question here. Yes, Ellie. Do you like waffles or spaghetti? Oof. Um, that's, a, that's a pretty tough question. I think I will have to say that I like waffles better. Oof. What about you guys? What do you no. guys prefer? Big spaghetti girls over here. Mm. I love me some spaghetti. Mm. Paschetti, if you will. Interesting. Hmm. Well... The reason that we wanted to talk about that is because I don't know if you guys have ever heard this term. Um, someone told this to me a really long time ago, but it's like men have waffle brains and <laughs> women have spaghetti brains. Yeah, just like for, for men, like we tend to like compartmentalize a lot and tend to like all these different like things that like not really understanding how all these things connect. Like, it's not even not being aware of, like, feelings. We get very, like, one-track-minded and, like, tunnel vision sometimes. And then it, like, sometimes leads to some uh, not good relationships, um, either, like, romantically or just our female friends who get frustrated with us, <laughs> who don't understand why we think things are the way that they are. So, yeah, and, like, definitely, like, wanted to, yeah, and, like, for women, it's, like, kind of, this, like, and we as men, like, from my perspective, it's, like, sometimes really hard to understand how like <laughs> women sometimes can just be like everything is just like so all over the place and I'm like <laughs> uh how do I like how do I help like I don't I can't like relate I can't like connect <laughs> like I don't understand because like I put it in like this separate area so well, you know how there's always like that joke where like a woman will pull up a text from five years ago on October 19th and be like why did you do this then <laughs> <laughs> and I just feel like obviously that's not like it's more of a joke but it is women kind of yeah. i feel like they connect everything yeah. mm -hmm. and so if you do one thing that's completely unrelated to something about them they will make it about them and be like yeah. why did you do this because it makes me feel like this and yeah. guys are like what yeah and i don't know if you guys like have ever like wondered maybe like where that comes from um but yeah i was telling lauren and ellie about because i've i've wanted to be on the podcast for a while <laughs> yes um, <laughs> And yeah, just like wanted to just like talk about something that was very important to me. And so while I was at training, a priest gave this really awesome talk that I had heard about before, but never actually heard it in person. And it's it was on like the genealogy of men and women, just like the and, and like more importantly, like the anthropology of like men and women and like men compartmentalizing and like women like connecting everything. Like where do those feelings come from? We're, we're gonna post the link to the talk in the mm -hmm. in the like description for the for this episode and like y'all 10 out of 10 like recommend listening to this talk it's about an hour long he like writes stuff on a whiteboard um so definitely like carve out time to like watch it and just like your mind will just be like blown on like all the things that he talks <laughs> about but yeah i definitely wanted to give like some of my highlights some of the things that i took away from it and like yeah how like maybe we can like understand the opposite gender better yeah, and like yeah. i know you guys like kind of hit on it a few weeks ago when like patrick and joe were on um mm -hmm. i really wanted to like kind of dive more in depth into how we can like understand and like s how men and women can like support each other better in their relationships and in their like struggles but and then also more importantly how like women can support other women and men can support other men yes. mm -hmm. um because that's like ultimately the most important part because we as men need other men around us to like build us up and remind us that like 
you know, we can, like, be virtuous and, like, be kings and, like, women need, like, other women in their lives to, like, remind them that, like, they can be virtuous and they can be queens, you know, and, like, just, like, the beauty of that and then, like, if, like, we have those, like, firm foundations and, like, male friendship and then female friendship and then, like, that gives the freedom for, like, those things to come together. Yeah. Um, Diving in, Adam and Eve, when God made Adam, like, Adam was originally just, like, alone. He had no, like, companion because he knew that it was not good for him to be alone. Um, I mean, in Genesis, it literally says, like, it is not good for man to be alone. So (laughs) Adam, like, willingly went into a deep sleep. Like, God pulled his rib out from his side and, like, created Eve. And, yeah, and, like, doing that, God instituted, like, just like the sacrament of marriage and like just like this union like yeah that we were made for community Mm -hmm. and we're made for relationship with each other so yeah fast forwarding a little bit like just like as men like our origins started from us being alone yeah just like isolate ourselves sometimes and like not think about how like our actions affect other people kind of going back to that like compartmentalizing and like (laughs) putting things in different boxes and stuff like that um and yeah, because women, like, were created in union. Eve, like, first awoke, she was already, like, together. It's like, women just have this, like, innate desire for unity. Fast forwarding to the fall of, like, when Satan gets into the garden and, like, tempts Eve. Before Satan even talks to Eve, he defeats Adam. Because, like, Adam's role is to, like, protect the garden. Be, you know, like, set up the perimeter and, like, be the, like, Marine who's like making sure that like everything is okay and like everything is good and then you know the way his the priest's name is Father Brendan Rowling um the way Father Brendan like described it was just like that like Adam is like you know doing his morning like stroll like around the perimeter of the garden and all of a sudden like out the corner of his eye he sees like a like unknown like being coming into the like garden instead of Adam like laying down his life to like go and like see what that is trusting that like god will provide for him out of like adam's own pride he like chooses to like be like lazy and chooses to just like be like oh like it's probably nothing and then like that thing that adam thought was nothing like ends up being you know the thing that tempts eve and then like when satan gets to eve adam's fear becomes his fall and then like that fall leads to like us as men like for the rest of our lives and like fellas I'm sure like when I say this like you're definitely gonna relate to it it's like (laughs) we calculate the odds for everything and we're constantly like calibrating and trying to figure out you know is this worth me doing like whenever we walk into a room and like we look at like a table to sit or like somewhere to go we always think like oh what can like I get out of it or like is this going to be good for me or is this going to be bad for me and like it's going to be bad for me chances are we don't do it because we're scared of like getting hurt or we're scared of like losing or we're scared of failing yeah I know for me like hearing that I was like whoa like that's like (laughs) that's real yeah as women like when like Satan tempts Eve talks to her and like tries to tell her all these things and tries to tell her that like she can't be good enough if unless she eats from the tree that God asked them not to eat. Yeah, her fall leads to her fear, not being chosen, not being heard, and not being enough. It's like these two like 
kind of wounds that are at like the heart of every man and the heart of every woman and that like that stems from like Adam and Eve's fall yeah I definitely feel like that is like a big thing for women and I know before Evan that we've talked about like kind of like the root fear of every woman is like the fear of just like not being chosen and not being enough and I feel like I definitely relate to that Mm -hmm. I feel like my whole life I've always tried to do things just like make me better I was Mm like oh like when I swam I'm like if I swim better then I'll be good enough. Mm-hmm. And with my school, I was like, if I get perfect grades, then I'll be good enough. And now, I those aren't really in my life anymore. Yeah. So now it's like, oh, will I be holy enough for mm-hmm. someone? Will yeah. I be mm-hmm. have enough like femininity for someone? Will I be nice enough for someone? And it's kind of like what I've wondered has changed, but there's definitely still that desire. And it's like when that happens, and then you aren't chosen, it's like well, what's wrong with me? And it is, it's a big fear, I feel like, for a woman. Yeah. And I've definitely witnessed that for myself. And I think definitely, like, all three things I've definitely felt at some point in my life. Especially, like, growing up, I was always the shy kid, like, in the corner. I was homeschooled, so, like, when I would go to youth group, I didn't really know anybody, so I'd always just, like, keep to myself, like, stand by the wall. And, like, I didn't feel like anything I had to say was really, like, worth saying, I guess. Mm-hmm. Just in, just, like, the seventh grade, but just, like, that's always been something I've struggled with. Just that feeling. I'm also the youngest. So like I feel like I always have to like live up to something or like yeah. I look up to my siblings a lot. So just feeling like sometimes what I have to say isn't like enough, even though I do have good things to say. But a lot of times I just choose not to say it because of that. Yeah, you guys, this is like, yeah, it's so real. And for me, just like, yeah, sharing about a little bit in my own life, have seen just like, yeah, that like feeling it, it's so easy for us as guys to like and that's that's why we like separate things because like it's easy for us to calculate the odds and like look at a situation for one thing rather than a million things um and we think if we like just focus on this one thing then like that can like prevent us from failing because like mm-hmm. deep down the last thing we want to do is fail yeah like and we don't want to like look weak and yeah. we don't want to like yeah, we don't want to do the wrong thing and we don't want to like, yeah, calculate the odds and then fail because then they, then we feel like something is wrong with us. Cause that's what happened with Adam. Yeah. Like he calculated the odds and he failed too. And I know for me that like a lot of times leads to like me just like, yeah, looking at something and then like not doing it and not like making the sacrifice. And like, it's something that like I try to work on every single day. Yeah. Like lay down my life um for like my closest friends and like no matter what the like costs and like no matter what the like difficulties are just like being able to like step into that and like yeah trusting in the lord yeah if we do mess up it's okay kind of like ellie was talking about just like with like wounds and like brokenness Mm -hmm. like it is okay to like to have like brokenness and to have wounds and just like it's okay to like be hurt and it's okay to like be not okay i would not be where i am and I would not have had, like, success in, like, overcoming, like, my struggles if, like, I wasn't trusting in, like, my male friends to, like, call me higher and, like, to call me to, like, higher virtue. And, like, I, instead of being a coward or, like, being excessive, like, being a barbarian, like, I could be a king. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, like, I could be that, like, model of virtue and, like, striving for virtue um, instead of running from it. Yeah, that's hard because, like, as men, we don't like, we don't like to, to be vulnerable. We don't like to like put trust in other people because then we give up control 
and we're giving up control of the odds. You know, mm-hmm. we're giving up control of the odds and we don't like that. Yeah, knowing like men, we have to like let down the the cap the drawbridge to our castle um, <laughs> and like be willing to like invite other people into our lives. When two men come together and just like share about their lives, like that is so powerful because there is such an attack in authentic masculinity in mm-hmm. our culture today, and we just like yes. need that. And like, <laughs> yes, we need like men. We need each other to like bond together and like rise up and like just like yeah fight alongside each other as brothers in christ yeah for the ladies like but yeah you you just guys like need each other yeah you guys like need each other to like yeah continue to like build up that trust Mm -hmm. and that yeah i know that was something i struggled with not until honestly this last semester i didn't really have good virtuous woman friendships like i had a lot of close acquaintances like lauren and i weren't really good good friends until honestly like this last semester this last year but i've definitely just seen a difference in my life of seeing like my close girlfriends calling me to live a better life and just more virtuously and just showing me what like real true femininity is like and honestly it's been life-changing to say like it's just so nice to know that I have people to turn to like with all my struggles and they're just gonna love me and support me no matter what it really is beautiful and I know just having those good like virtuous female friends is it really is impactful like I remember just going to mass with Ellie one day and I think I looked over and you're just in the middle of prayer and you just look so peaceful and I was like I I want that I want to be like that and I just got so much inspiration right then and I get that from a lot of my guy friends too Mm -hmm. but it's it's very different when you get inspiration like from your guy friends than when you do Mm -hmm. like your female friends just because you know our different hardwired brains and it's beautiful from both sides but it really I also didn't have many like virtuous female friends until I came to college mm-hmm. and it's really been life-changing and just beautiful and it really has helped improve my own like true femininity mm-hmm. and yeah. being able to grow closer to God in that aspect mm-hmm. yeah yeah guys this is like I don't know I it's really been awesome to just like share um about this yeah because yeah as just like Lauren said like we like we as men it's really hard for us to understand women Um, (laughs) just like god create and like women vice versa like i'm sure you guys have had many times in your life where you're just like oh yes where Mm -hmm. you're like oh yes what the heck Um, i wish i could go inside (laughs) brain sometimes i and we wish we could go inside you're honestly i don't know because (laughs) it's a scary place i say that a lot about my brain (laughs) it does definitely seem like it's a it's a pretty wild place in there so i think we're we're happy with where we are um (laughs) the thing that's so beautiful is like especially like on a college campus all these different like kinds of people women you know who maybe don't trust enough or and then women who are too trusting because they're like searching for something and then like there's the middle ground of women who are like striving for virtue and like vice versa there are men who like are cowards and like afraid of everything or like excessive and like act like just like like they can take whatever they want and then in the middle ground is like men who are like striving for virtue um and just like yeah in order to like i know that like those exist like all those people exist on college campuses and like but we're all capable of like being those kings and queens as men like even though we were alone in the beginning of our lives like we are not made to be alone like we are made for relationship and like women like you guys have this such like beautiful like quality <laughs> to like just like unite and like love and like yeah no it's so true like it's just like you guys do it so so well 
Um, and it like stems from that like Eve being created from that unity um, of like, yeah, the first like man and woman. So mm-hmm. yeah, that's kind of all I have. I hope you guys enjoy it. Yeah, well, thank you so much, Evan, mm-hmm. for coming on and giving us a bit of insight onto the origins of how men and women's brains work and what the differences is. And maybe this will help us understand each other a little better, just knowing that when we come to our conclusions, it's because of how our brains are hardwired. Yeah. yeah. So, th- yeah, that's all we have for today. As always, feel free to email us or DM us on Instagram if you have any questions or concerns. Um, yeah. But, yeah that's all we'll talk to you next week this has been so great everyone we are so excited to jump into our next topic with you 